Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. It's time to sing more scripture songs. We're very happy that you've joined us no matter how old you are. We can all enjoy singing in the Bible and we do too. Scripture songs can give us courage when things seem to go wrong and they can help keep us close to Jesus because they lift our hearts and minds to him and his loving goodness to us. Don't forget that you can find more Bible songs at scripturesongs.com. Most of the songs we're teaching you are from that website. Your mum or dad can buy CDs there that contain many more Bible songs for you to learn. Remember, whenever you're in danger or trouble, you can turn to God for help. This Bible song can remind you that God is already there to help you when you call out to him. So let's sing, Hear My Cry, O God. It's found in Psalm 61, verses 1 to 3. in Jeremiah chapter 29 that if we really want to find God, we will. He is not hiding from us. He wants us to find him. These verses are the favourites of many people. Maybe they will become favourites of yours too. Let's sing it. Seek me. 
though He is in heaven for us right now, Jesus is still with us through the Holy Spirit, the promised Comforter. Sing John 14, verse 18 and 16, verse 33 with us. It's easy to learn. know that what we think affects what we do and what we say? If we think bad thoughts, we will say and do bad things. If we think good thoughts, especially about others, we will treat them with kindness and we will say nice things. Let's sing Philippians 4 verse 8 through twice. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, Oh. 
if you've done something bad and you're really sorry and you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you can ask God to forgive you and he will. These are important verses to learn. So join with us as we sing the Bible song from 1 John 1 verse 9 and chapter 2 verse 1. for joining us in singing scripture songs. Let us know how much you enjoy learning scripture this way. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au Uncle Daniel will be here after this short break with our A Day with the King Bible study. So stick around for that. We'll see you next time as we memorize the Bible through song. Bye. Hi everyone, come and join us for our Bible study. Welcome children. We're happy you have joined us again for another A Day with the King Bible study. I'm Uncle Daniel and last week we learned that Jesus was baptized by immersion in the Jordan River. Today we will learn how Jesus did not give in when tempted by Satan. Tamia, would you please pray for us as we begin our study? Dear God, thank you that Jesus is our example. Please help us to understand how to be like him each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, where did Jesus go after he was baptized? Nadava, could you please read Luke 4 verse 1? Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. From Bible prophecy, Jesus knew he would be opposed by Satan and evil angels every moment of his life on earth. He knew he would need special strength from his Father to be able to save us from sin. That is why he went into the wilderness. For 40 days and nights, Jesus was focused on talking to his father and ate nothing. 
But when those days were over, how did Jesus feel? Elkin, would you please read Matthew 4, verse 2? And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Have you ever had to go for one day without food or even one meal? Imagine how hungry Jesus was for being 40 days without food. So just at that moment, who appeared? Sai, would you please read Matthew 4 verse 3? Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. This verse says the tempter, that is the devil, came to him. Many people think the devil has horns, a tail and a pitchfork. 2 Corinthians 11.14 warns that Satan can make himself look like a holy angel, that he can disguise himself to look holy and innocent. When choosing what to do, we cannot make a decision based on whether someone or something looks or sounds beautiful or on how we feel about someone or something. How can we know what is right? Esther, would you please read Isaiah 8 verse 20? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not as speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. God will never lead us contrary to his law. So what did this being say to Jesus in the verse that Sai read just before? If you are the son of God, by those words, this being was really saying, are you sure you are the son of God? Prove it to me. Remember that at Jesus's baptism, God the father had called Jesus his beloved son. Satan is the one who starts all doubt about God's word. Remember how he tempted Eve by suggesting doubt over what God had said? Now Satan suggested that a miracle would be proof that Jesus was really God. A miracle is something that is beyond human or natural power to perform and for which there is no normal explanation. In Revelation 16 verse 14, it warns us that evil angels can appear to work miracles, but they use their tricks to deceive. A miracle does not prove that someone is working for God. It could be a trick to deceive us. Only God can do real miracles. Jesus could have worked a miracle to prove who he was, but that would have been going along with Satan's dare and Jesus didn't need to prove anything to anyone. So what did Jesus say? Leon, could you please read Matthew 4 verse 4? But he answered and said, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. To eat the words that come from God's mouth means we must read the Bible and study to understand it and let it change our lives, letting it become part of us, just like when we eat food. If the word of God is our spiritual food, it will be in our hearts to help us overcome temptation. And remember, Jesus hadn't eaten for 40 days. By refusing to give in to his hunger, Jesus won a great victory for us over appetite. But Satan had another temptation ready. Now 
he whisked Jesus away to the very top of the temple in Jerusalem. What did he urge Jesus to do? Tamir, could you please read Matthew 4 and verse 6? If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Satan realized he had to quote scripture if he was going to trap Jesus. But he misapplied the word of God when telling Jesus to jump off the top of the temple. Let's compare Satan's words with the Bible, uh, with the Bible text that he had quoted. Nadava, would you please read Psalm 91 verse 11 and 12? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Satan used God's word, but missed out the part of the verse to make it mean something it didn't. To keep you in all your ways means when doing God's will. We should not presume that God will protect us when we willingly do something reckless and dangerous. Misusing God's word to justify doing something we shouldn't is called presumption. But how did Jesus answer Satan? Elkin, could you read Matthew 4 verse 7? Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus was not fooled and used another Bible verse quoted in the right way. To tempt God is presumption. Again, Satan's plot had failed. What did he do next? Sai, Esther and Leon. Would you please read for us Luke 4 verses 5, 6 and 7. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been, li- been delivered to me, and I give it to him if I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Satan claimed the earth as his. Now he was offering to give it all to Jesus if Jesus would bow down and worship him. But he only showed Jesus the glory of the world and none of its ugliness or sorrow. Besides, the world really belongs to God and not Satan. So it's not his to give to anyone. And worship belongs only to God as our creator, not to Satan, who is a created being like us. Thankfully, Jesus was not tempted even for a moment. What did Jesus reply? Tamia, could you read Matthew 4 verse 10? Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Three times Satan had tried to tempt Jesus, but Jesus had won the victory by using the word of God. Raging but helpless, Satan was forced to flee at Jesus' final command. What did the loyal angels do now? Nadava, could you read Matthew 4 verse 11? Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. 
Jesus was now exhausted from hunger, thirst and the context, contest with Satan. The loyal angels now came and gave him food, drink and encouragement. Do you know that we all have a strong guardian angel with us to help us when we are in need? It's a real encouragement for us to know that Jesus faced temptations far worse than we will ever have to face and was victorious in every battle. Our torchlight from the Great Controversy, page 510, tells us more about that. Elkin, could you please read that for us? Satan assailed Christ with his fiercest and most subtitle temptations, but he was repulsed in every conflict. Those battles were fought in our behalf. Those victories make it possible for us to conquer. Our memory verse from Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says the same thing. Let's say it together. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Why don't we do that right now? Sai, would you please have our closing prayer? Dear Father in heaven, thank you for the example of Jesus. Help us to put your promises in our memories so we can have victory over temptation too. In Jesus' name, Amen. We pray that Jesus' victory in the wilderness has inspired you to say no to Satan's temptations in your life. Remember, you can learn more by downloading this week's daily Bible study guide from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Let us know how much you enjoy them and be sure to join us for our next episode as Jesus begins his public ministry with a very special event. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Harold Harker. This story is entitled drums, bags and glue. Jeremiah 32:27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? As our family was preparing to go to the Congo as missionaries, we had to pack our belongings to ship overseas. Our contact in the Congo told us, What we've been doing is fitting things in 50-gallon drums. The contents arrive here safely and the shippers can handle it better. Go out and buy 10 or 12 50-gallon drums. 
Also, get some huge plastic bags to put inside the drums to seal everything and keep the moisture out in case they drop in the ocean or something. Then he added, you also need to bring a gallon of Elmer's wood glue. Since your project in the Kasai is brand new, they'll be building you a house. You'll need to bring glue so the carpenters can glue the cabinets and woodwork together. Where do we find a gallon of Elmer's glue, we thought. So we prayed about it. Finally, we found some used drums with lids and I brought the drums to the house in my pickup. Then we started looking for plastic bags. Where do you find bags big enough to fit the contents of a 50-gallon drum? We prayed and prayed about this, and finally I had an idea. I called a mortuary, and they said, Yes, we have some large bags we can sell you pretty cheaply. Yet we didn't have any money and didn't want to buy the bags. Eventually, we decided we'd open the drums up and start packing some things. We discovered that every drum had a huge plastic bag inside it. We also discovered that the drums had been used for glue. In the bottom of each plastic bag, there was about a cup of glue, wood glue. We took the wood glue out and put it in a gallon jug. By the time we finished scooping out all of the wood glue, we had a full gallon, plus the bags, all for free. Once again, God had answered our prayers in an amazing way. A reflection associated with this story comes from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 437. Everyone who seeks to follow the path of duty will at times be assailed by doubt and unbelief. The way will sometimes be so barred by obstacles apparently insurmountable as to dishearten those who will yield to discouragement. But God is saying to such, go forward. Do your duty at any cost. The difficulties that seem so formidable that fill your soul with dread will vanish as you move forward in the path of obedience, humbly trusting in God. This story entitled Drums, Bags and Glue was written by Elder Dwayne McKee, the Vice President for Evangelism and Ministerial Director for the Southwestern Union Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Early in their career, he and his wife Kathy served as missionaries in Africa. <laughs> 